Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. You guys, welcome back to I Totally Relate. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> We are in for a treat today. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope you're wearing deodorant. Because, yep, I'm gonna sweat. I'm definitely gonna sweat. My, yeah, why am I wearing a sweater? My cheeks are gonna be so red. You guys are gonna be like, Chris, that's okay. Take a breath. We're gonna have such a fun conversation. Because we're talking, it's very normal. This is a normal activity, you guys. Yes, it's very normal. <laughs> you guys, welcome to Naughty November. Ah! <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Okay, today we have my two favorite people in the whole entire world. My besties. Okay. Oh, my besties. A back with on the breasties. <laughs> besties with breasties. Yes. <laughs> Nathan taught me that one. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, say hello. Hello. This is Taryn. And this is Annie. Oh my gosh, I love you guys. <laughs> Okay. Just our names get you going. Yeah, for real. Okay. So, here's the deal. We've been friends for a little while now. I always get so super embarrassed. What is this thing that I do? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm talking about sex. Yeah, bashful. Yep. Yeah, bashful. Yeah. However, every time you guys talk to me about this, you blow my mind. You take stigma away. You make it mm. fun. I blush, but that's okay. Um, so, I was like, the world needs to hear from my best friends. We got to talk about this. So let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) Yes. Can't not. (laughs) Okay. So my perception is that you guys are much more comfortable in your sexuality than I am. You feel comfortable in your sexuality. Is that a true statement? Have you always felt that way? Mm. Have you had to do things to like feel comfortable in your own body, in your own skin, in your own experiences? No, I have not always been that way. And yes, I am comfortable now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What what was it like before? Like just when you were younger growing up or Yeah. Yeah. I would say as a as a young girl into like my teenage years is probably the most that I struggled mm-hmm. with like understanding my sexuality and like how to not be or I was just always ashamed of it. Yeah. And so yeah, then later on into adulthood is when I really started to kind of take control of that and understand it better and more fully embrace the fact that I am a woman who likes and enjoys sex and that doesn't make me a slut or Mm. bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was most of my life comfortable with that. Like I grew up with a father that was very hippie so a lot of like the surroundings were just very chill. I grew up seeing nudity, like Americans see violence. So very normal. It was not taboo. Um, so sexuality was like hunger. It was just like expected in humans. Mm-hmm. It's just like more like an age appropriate thing versus like whether it would happen or not. Like, cause it seems like, however, I think they changed when I joined a religious affiliation, and that really messed with my head. 
Yeah, I was I was in a community. I grew up in a community where women were allowed allowed. <laughs> um, I grew up in a community where women were not seen any different if they um wore different clothes. Like like I mean. Uh, they were free to wear whatever they wanted um, and not be blamed for men's behaviors or thoughts. If a man reacted to someone's body in ways that violated their boundaries, it was because he was a pervert. Full mm. stop. Yeah. Mm. No questions. So I grew up with that. But then I did become part of a religious affiliation that gave me a few ideas of sexuality. And I started uh, building that shame uh, for... A few years and then I got married and it was very reflected yeah yeah can you give like maybe a couple examples of like yeah. what what things what things make us feel ashamed so I had no shame in my sexuality growing up and like um, I had shame in my body so I had I, I did grow up with body dysmorphia but my sexuality was not shamed by anybody um, I had no interest in exploring my sexuality as much as my teenage friends um, and but when I was ready, uh, I with a partner, we, you know, mutually went into a doctor, got birth control and we prepared for it together. And it was just like and, and I was a teenager at the time. Um, and, you know, my I mentioned that to my parents and it was just like, oh, OK, good for you for taking care of yourself. And it was like a long term relationship. And so it was like not taboo and I'm and I'm pretty sure that the fact that it was not taboo and that it was like just an open conversation it got me not so interested as most of my friends were at the yeah. time mm-hmm. um however in 2007 when I converted to this religious affiliation I started getting the messages these new messages for 13 years but um that sexuality was to make children that sexuality was um, something to save for marriage, that women's clothes were to blame for sex addiction, that if men are good on their mission, they get to get a great wife. (laughs) So we were like objects, right? And other misogynistic messaging. So that, I think uh, a lot of the shame was like, I am an object of pleasure for my partners. So by the time I got married, I had three years of this conditioning and it really messed up my head. I did not have uh, as much shame in my sexuality per se, but I felt like I was an object of pleasure uh, for my husband. Um, I literally was told that in a marriage I should never turn down my husband because he was a provider and I was a nurturer. And so, uh, yeah, so so a lot of this started like... um, affecting me in the way that I related with my husband in sex. Whereas before it was like a mutual connection, it was mutual exploration, it was, and and then it became more like, this is my duty as a wife. This is, Mm -hmm. this is, and and it is for my husband's pleasure, but it is for me to create humans. (laughs) Yeah. There was, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm just like sitting in this. For yeah, a minute, I just gotta yeah. sit in that too because I feel like that is, that is why I'm not allowed to feel pleasure, is because sex is not meant for my pleasure. It's meant for his. It's meant for me to become pregnant. Yeah, 
I mean, there is that argument, like that argument, like rolls around in a lot of religious communities that because your body is made to have babies, but I'm going to counter argue with that because men's bodies are meant to have an orgasm through anal sex. So does that mean that every man is supposed to be gay? Mm -hmm. Like, or every man is supposed to have anal? But also at the same time, though, isn't a man's body made for sex, too? Because I can't just get pregnant on my own. Right. My body is not like because I am a body that houses that uh, conception does not mean that is what my body was made for because mm-hmm. I cannot get impregnated without your semen, yeah. right? Your being the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 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 just doesn't land for me. My body mm-hmm. was not what because I house the baby. Like yeah. that doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's a very patriarchal message. Ooh, hold on a second. So here's the deal. We have. Oh shit! I'm gonna say it. We have a clitoris. Um, it's only I know. I know. Wow. You said it. I did. Good job. Um, And its only purpose is to bring female pleasure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But when a man has an orgasm, they ejaculate every time. Every time, yeah. Women Mm -hmm. don't do that every time. I know some do sometimes. Mm -hmm. We don't every time. Like, we have have an actual part of our body that's only meant to bring us pleasure. And men actually don't. So maybe men's bodies are actually the ones that should be... Only making babies. Yeah. Well, they have uh, they have their prostate, which is actually very comparable yes, to a pleasure our, center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to ours. Yeah. So, and but, isn't the prostate located through the anal? The anus, yep. Yeah. The anus. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> What's left well, unsaid, that's the right? Fucking, that's the conversation, y'all. Thank we you for said, coming. We said what we said. Um, okay. The you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't believe that just women or even just men, that it should be for that purpose. But I have been conditioned that, and it is actually deeply in me. And, like, I have to, when I hear that, I, I have to be like, okay, that's actually not true. Because mm-hmm. part of me still kind of believes it a little bit. Yeah, well, it's, it's also, like, a little bit like the commentary, right? Like, when you sit in, like, in these groups of people that are, like, shaming sexuality in general, like, when you see a woman enjoying her sexuality or when you see a woman that is like being sensual, what are the comments that you hear typically? Mm. Slut, she's a slut. Yeah. I'll tell she's you, she's asking whore. for it. Yep. Look at her trying to get attention. She's mm-hmm. gonna get raped. Mm. She, you know, oh, it, wow, yeah. like she she's the cause of like sex addictions. Mm-hmm. She like she's the reason my husband cheats. And yeah. so mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And so why do we internalize? If I enjoy sex, I'm that woman. Yep. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody wants to be that woman, yeah. or is what you're told from a very young girl from your you know your caretakers or those people that are supposed to be helping you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so frustrating. I mean, I, I, you know, that reminded me, like, sometimes I get people, you know, um, you know, and my, my clients or, or, or someone that, a friend that shares, like, you know, I have an addiction, but I'm not like those addicts. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those addicts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we have this idea that an addict is like, what, lesser of a person yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. And so we do have this idea that women that enjoy their sexuality are those women. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What about you? What, what like shaming, 
what messages were you receiving that you were like, this is a shameful thing for me? Yeah, honestly, it all stems back to religion for me. Like, my mom was pretty open with me about sex and like educating me and stuff like that. But even even still, she was still a part of this religion. And so there was an aspect to that conversation that was like, but you're supposed to wait. It was more about like abstinence than actually discussing like how to protect myself if I find myself wanting to do that or if I'm in a position to do that and so really I I thought about this question a lot and it really does just come back to the religion I feel like if the religion were taken out of it I don't know that I would have had as much sexual shame as I did because Mm -hmm. the religion that I was a part of taught that um, self-pleasure was wrong Mm -hmm. uh, that you were only supposed to have sexual experiences inside the bonds of marriage Mm -hmm. between a man and a woman I was taught that if you weren't married and you participated in any kind of sexual activity, it was on the same level as murder. Yeah. Mm, And so being told that I'm basically the same as someone who takes life. No biggie. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, no fucking biggie. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. I mean... Oh, it was it was awful. It, the the yeah. guilt and shame it created when I was just acting upon my natural, normal instincts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was awful. Yeah, yeah. And then what compounded it even more is I got pregnant at sixteen, and so here's this very visible proof of my sin and my mm-hmm. sexuality. Yeah, that I can't hide. That now other people are aware of, and so like the scrutiny and the the backlash that I got for being pregnant at 16, unmarried, all of those things. Like it was, it was a lot. It was a, it was a Mm -hmm. lot for me to work through. Yeah. So yeah, there was so much shame around. And that, and I was going to say that was the other thing that I'm okay with talking about is like, I discovered masturbation at a young age, uh, didn't know that that's what that was Mm -hmm. and didn't know that that was actually incredibly common for all kids mm-hmm. to like self exploration, uh-huh, self exploration, yeah. and like use that as like a soothing mm-hmm. technique. Uh, and so I did that. And then it wasn't until I was a teenager where, in my religion, they talked about masturbation that mm-hmm. I finally realized what it was I had been doing. But before that point, I didn't think it was wrong or bad. Like, right. yeah, it, it was it was normal to me. I'm like, this is just a part of my body that it's like feels biting, good. Biting your nails. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Or like sucking your thumb or, Same you know, just thing. something yeah. that's comforting. Yeah. And that's all it was for me. There was no like. You were what's like the word objectifying people in your head. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I wasn't like fantasizing about things. Yeah. It was not sexual for me because I didn't no that that's what, what it was, that was at that point yeah, yeah. i had no idea yeah. that your that brain was... is not even developed yeah exactly yeah. i didn't even when i first discovered that i didn't even know that sex was a th- real yeah. like i didn't even know what it was sure. yeah so when i was a teenager and started learning about all this like all masturbation and how wrong it is and stuff and it finally i connected the dots between like oh that's what i've been doing oh my god that's mm-hmm. bad i'm bad yeah uh-huh which is so insane to me because uh-huh. I credit a lot of my ability to enjoy sex now to the fact that I was yeah. able to explore myself yeah. when I was younger mm-hmm. and really kind of just figure out and understand my body yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. respond to like certain touches 
and certain sensations. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of crucial, honestly, for Mm -hmm. especially women who most of them are what in their like 40s and still don't have an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. Like how do we how do we help other women experience shame free pleasure? Okay. So first of all, I want to make the disclaimer that these are my personal views and not something I counsel in my practice. Okay. I am a therapist and my job is to find what works for people within the realms of maintaining one's mental health. I do not advise people of what I think it works best because I can only know that for myself. Okay. So I will share what works my, for myself. Um, I love you. <laughs> I w- <laughs> Oh, heart emoji. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> So um, I was not interested in self-exploration, but I did have an active sex life in my late teens, mid-teens, mid-teens, where I self-explored openly in the context of a relationship with a partner that had also healthy views of sexuality and the role of women. So I was not expected to cause him pleasure, but it was a mutual pleasure. Mm. When When that is not an option, be it like consensual sex between two people self-exploration is an appropriate way to get to know our bodies in society women have uh let men do the exploration like in our current society we just kind of in many instances women only know their sexuality as much as their partner has decided to help the woman get to know their sexuality Mm -hmm. should i repeat that one yes yes you should so um in many instances, women only know their sexuality as much as their partner has decided to help the woman get to know their sexuality. Yep. Why does God. it make me want to cry? That's so sad. Because it's true. Okay. And, and to make matters worse, you know, between the patriarchy and misogyny, not a lot of men were raised to consider a woman's desires or, or needs in general, yeah. let alone their sexuality. Yeah. So a lot of women go unknowing their sexuality yeah i need a little help what does sexuality mean okay anything i'm gonna use (laughs) i'm gonna use that funny definition anything that causes arousal should i even talk like a (laughs) is that your therapist voice (laughs) no It is my general authority. Okay. I knew okay. exactly what you were going for. I knew it. I knew what you were going for. Anything that stirs up. Arouses. Yeah, so anything that causes arousal or excitement, or right, that is your sexuality. And, like, so and it turns you on. And, and here's the thing, like okay. a lot of the times in sex therapy, so I happen to work at a practice that is sisters with this other practice that, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll make a plug for covenant sex therapy. Um, so I I get to you know uh, I'm acquainted with really excellent uh, therapists here in Utah, and pretty much like a lot of what they do is they help people discover their sexuality, you know, uh, so that they can actually enjoy that with their partner, and mm. and a lot of it is really caress her arm yeah see what that provokes like it's just it's anything okay it's not like go for the vagina no yeah. no 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 that like it's it's like do you do you like it when your partner kiss your neck do you like it when you touch your neck do you like like it's it's really every part of your body and any 
any place where you can have that that sense of like pleasure and enjoyment with your body okay sensuality is huge in sexuality yeah 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 Yeah. even like is is moving a specific way like sometimes like orgasms tend to be more intense when you're actually moving your hips Mm -hmm. there is like um there's some science behind that that i'm not particularly acquainted with but um but yeah like what movement makes your pleasure more intense Mm. so the idea is to find your sexuality when you're young Mm -hmm. not like when you're old well you know what i mean like 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 I think that's the natural process, don't you think? Like, I think just like as human beings, it's a natural process. And a lot of times society or religions kind of get in the way of that natural progression. Well, I feel a little robbed by that natural process then because it's like, yes, we weren't given opportunities of like of asking what sexuality is. Yeah. And so I feel a little robbed by that because sometimes I hear people saying these things and I'm like, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Because that was tampered. That was, that was, yeah. It was given the message that that's wrong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there, there, I mean, this is debatable, but there is the debate that, well, men, men are more sexual. That's why they self-explore. No, it's just because their organs are outside. That's all. Like they they have yeah. their sexual organ more handy, literally. <laughs> yeah. literally. Pun intended. Yeah, you know it's like it, that's really the only reason. Cause like yeah. I mean those feelings are there, but they get pretty tampered very quickly, yeah. especially for women, yeah. right? Because there is this messaging like like we were talking about um, uh, us, Terry and Chris and I. Uh, last time, like how all the insults for men are not even insults. Like for women, whore is an insult. Yeah. But pimp is like kind of like, oh, you know. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, that's a status. Yeah, it's a status. Yeah, exactly. And and it's like, a whore, uh, easy woman. Um, I mean, loose, loose, mm-hmm. slut, slut, hoe. yeah i mean you name it all of we get those messages from a very early age and we don't want to be that woman yeah because we also get the message that those kind of women don't find a good partner yeah but i also was told you're not a good woman if you don't do those oh once you get married honey if you don't provide that for him yeah yeah that's the other thing but it's for him it's not for you right so you gotta be a whore with your spouse but it's not about you, it's yeah. with him. What is it? The lady in, in the street? Yeah. Freaking the sheets. Freak in the sh- yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, first of all, this is so infuriating. Like, hearing about it this way and thinking like, oh my gosh, this benefits no woman. It, it is the message of like, our partners tell us what we're supposed to like. Yeah. Well, I expect my partner to just tell me what I like. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. You're like, aren't you supposed to know this? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, really sexuality is just an extension of our boundaries. Yeah. Right? So if we have a voice in our lives and if we have ownership of what we do and what we say, we will have that ownership and voice in our sexuality. Yeah. Yep. Okay. This is... 
way less juicy and much more infuriating to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and can we talk about how the other component to us feeling obligated to always be there to pleasure our husbands is along with that is the fear that's instilled in us that if we don't, they'll go find it somewhere else. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that's a huge reason for trauma in uh, partners of sex addicts is that they internalize that it's because of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because that's the message we're given. I don't put out enough. Yeah. I'm not attractive enough. I'm not desirable enough. And so... Yeah, and the weird freaking mixed messages that are sent in pornography, like the ideas that are given to men in pornography. A lot of men, I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I feel like a lot of men get their ideas of what women like from pornography and not actual real life experiences. Absolutely. Well, and each partner is different, right? Right. So, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Right. You can't base it. Yeah. Yeah. And even the dynamic with each partner. That's another thing about sexuality. Like, because we don't talk enough, we don't talk about like, oh, each partner, it's a different dynamic. You have to explore that with each partner. Or how about sexual reparation? Like in sexuality, there's going to be funny things happening, right? Mm -hmm. And in in your sexual relationship. And so how do you repair after like, I don't know what you did. I didn't like it. Like, how do you have those conversations? Like, if we barely talk about sex, there's so much more. There's so much more. Like, yeah. Or like, how do you make it sexy again after you've queefed? (laughs) (laughs) That's a real question. (laughs) Yeah. You can take that out. (laughs) You probably won't. Because let's be real, that no, is no, a real you're thing. You're not taking that out. Yeah. yeah. No, it's that, a real thing. That's yeah. what she said. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're no. not taking, I'm that, taking out. that out. Like that, yeah. You're not, that, I get it. But I'm, okay. <laughs> no, because yeah. you're right. You're, you're talking about how there are things that are funny about, mm-hmm. like, your sexual experiences sometimes. Yeah. Or there are times that one is not up to something and the other one is. Like, how do I express that? You know, the fact that we say, I'm not in the mood. Why don't we, like, the, uh, one of the, the, the techniques that are taught in sex therapy is uh, to say what my level of desire is mm-hmm. versus my level of willingness is. You don't talk about about mood. Like mood is like, it's like, it's kind of like saying like, well, this is who I am, you know, get used to it. That that's just very, it's a one way. It's like, right. But, but if it's like, my level of desire is this, my willingness to participate in this situation is this, right. And so if you have a willingness in your partnership of like, well, my willingness is this much because of our safety, right. We're very safe. Uh, my desire is a little low today or, you know, or my willingness is at a five because I just ate a big meal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or something. But but you you start talking about willingness versus desire. Desire is just like the natural like, oh, I'm horny yeah. or, or yeah. not. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's just like what we call the mood. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But then there's the willingness like, you know what? I love you very much. Let's just like cuddle. Let's start with cuddling. How about yeah. we start touching, caressing like each other's like necks and face and right. Yeah. And so sexuality when it's treated more like a like a friendship like hey do you want to go eat dinner okay let's do that i'm feeling the mood for like a salad well but i want hamburgers hmm is there a place where they serve both like you know you start like negotiating and then it, it that's 
kind of what it looks like in in a healthy interaction right yeah. like it's not just like i'm in the mood or i'm not in the mood or here i'm gonna do whatever i want to you and without any feedback yeah. as we go yeah i'm so glad you brought up the distinction between desire and willingness because i had a really like shaming experience with a friend one time who basically told me that like it was wrong for me to participate in sexual activity with my husband if I wasn't in the mood and how I I was telling her that like I've been working on because when my desire is low that does like you said and I love that because it's like that doesn't necessarily mean my willingness is low but my Mm -hmm. desire is low and so I kind of base it off of my desire and because of that our uh, sexual intimacy started to lack a lot because I would be like, oh, I'm I'm not in the mood. I don't feel like having sex, so it's just completely off the table. Mm-hmm. And this friend of mine was saying, yeah, you should go off of that. Like, And she was basically saying that, like, I don't have sex with my husband if I'm not in the mood because that feels like a form of, uh, what did she say? It was something along the lines of, like, prostitution or yeah like and I was and I I was very direct with her I'm like oh I feel a lot of shame that you that you say that because I do my willingness is there and so I go into it with that willingness and I do that with my husband and I'm so grateful equated to a friendship equated to a friendship like if we want to go do something and i'm very i mean everybody in this table knows how particular i am about everything like food and you know and so if we're gonna go out and you're like let's eat milkshakes i'm like immediately like oh i don't like sugar i don't like you know and it's like but my willingness to be with you guys is very high so there i go i'm not prostituting myself i'm valuing the safety and the relationship Right. And so a lot of the times, like the mood is like, yeah, maybe in that moment, like, I don't know, you're you're anxious. Right. Mm -hmm. Should I just like be in my anxiety or actually participate in this relationship with my partner, especially if he's a safe person? Right. Yeah. Because it can be a really good experience if if you go into it with only willingness. If the desire is not there, but the willingness is like speaking from my own experience, yeah. It's amazing every time, even mm-hmm. though that desire wasn't initially there, because he knows what steps to take to initiate. Mm-hmm. And and then we both work together mm-hmm. to the point where eventually that desire does mm-hmm. spark. And, yeah. and then it's worth it every time because we end up being yeah. more connected. And yeah. 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 Can you imagine just going out? Well, I'm an introvert. Carissa, this question is not for you. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine going out? Only when you're in the mood of going out with a friend. I'd never go out. I would never, ever in my fucking life get out of my house. Me too. Yeah. I'd never be home, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I struggle. Even when I have, like, plants and I look at my calendar and I'm like, fuck, it's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But every time I don't regret going because my willingness to interact with that person is valuable. Yeah. Oh, this is gold. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people in general needed to hear this, this distinction between willingness and desire. I I needed to hear it. Yeah. Uh, For sure. Okay. And like, it's normal. Is it, is it normal that like, I mean, men can be more visual or, okay, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. 
is it normal that like one spouse can be uh, more spontaneously turned on and their partner yes maybe needs more work so is it normal that like yeah we kind of always got to work to like get me in the mood Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to Mm -hmm. participate in some of those activities that I know will work right okay but here's the thing this is what's really tricky for me has been really tricky for me talking about that feels really embarrassing like it feels awkward I don't think that that's unique to me do you guys experience like awkwardness and like trying to communicate with your partner about like like I can't even imagine. I don't. Like, I would never be like faster. I I couldn't even imagine. Like wow. that feels yeah. like really embarrassing wow. for me. I don't. I don't anymore. Either. Okay. Let me just like throw that in there because I used to. Yeah. Be that way, and I think what I can attribute that to is just healthier communication in my marriage all around. He's a more. He's a safer person. Yes. Uh, I think it has to do with the safety, my friend. Yes. I was going to yeah. say, gonna, I think safety is I don't think everything. It has, uh, yeah, because it's not awkward when you have a, a safe it's not. relationship. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, I have no... Yeah. Yeah. I don't have an issue with... No. With t- expressing anything to him or changing things up on my own if I want to. Mm-hmm. Like, none of that is... Or expressing my desire to do mm-hmm. a certain thing like mm-hmm. I don't have I don't I don't yeah struggle don't with that but inhibited no no I self-exploration okay. in front of him nothing yeah yeah okay so I could I could well, see myself doing that but well, it would I, be so performative like I don't think I could like yeah actually be into yeah. it I'd be like so oh, it would be is- it would be the, the messaging that it is for his pleasure yeah that is so tangled up in there I don't yeah. know it's it's in there so just disclaimer. Yeah. Well, I'm interested in this though. You're touching on something because. <laughs> Are we gonna have a lot of that's what she said, Joe? <laughs> Is that just the name of the episode? That's, that's what she, she said. said. Okay, hold on. What happens if they are safe, but like sex is hard because sex just feels hard. It just feels like a difficult subject to tackle. It just feels, it just feels icky. It just feels icky sometimes. But yet, but I want it to be good. Yeah. So it's hard to uh, communicate. I think because performance starts to come into play where when I don't feel like I have the right answers, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to just shut down. So I feel like, okay, I need to like, I need to have a step one, two, three, all the way to 10. And if I don't have that, then I shouldn't open my mouth. Mm-hmm. So like, but because I feel like I can't say, uh, because sometimes, uh, like if in a set, like what, if we have sex, sometimes it's like this mind blowing orgasm. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you can't go in expecting that to like, like recreating that same scenario yeah over again yeah it's not like it's not like oh yeah if i tap your head three times and i make you jump twice that's gonna be yeah maybe it works that's the secret formula every time yeah i I get it okay so what you're asking is with sex is never the same like you never get to the same enjoyment the same way yes and like like in my head 
I think that's what it is where it's like, okay, we only had to have that conversation one time. Yeah. And now, even though we had that conversation that one time and what I said was applicable, it's no longer applicable right here, right now. Yeah. Correct. And you're only doing that thing that we talked about last time. And so now I feel like I'm just confusing there, you. Yeah. There, there. So it's better for me to just zip. No, and it, no, there should it. be yeah. like an ongoing communication every time you have a intimate experience. Yeah. This How is do why you I, do that without killing the mood? Ooh, yes. Um, killing the mood. Let's yeah. define okay, what's okay. the yeah. mood. I will tell yeah. you. Ooh, I will tell you. Um, okay. Saying like, I, okay, just being really cautious with his ego or like. Okay, like, so again, we're not, going not back to, to safety, my friend. Yes. Every okay. single time is safety. Too, or is it different? Well, it might be different for sorry. Well, no, but it's the same for me too, though, where it's like I'm starting to, well, for me, it's almost like I can see that you're wanting to, and I'm feeling like my body just isn't doing the thing fast enough. So just like throw the plan out the window. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's probably a big reason why a lot of women fake it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because eventually they feel that Anxiety. pressure. Yeah. Yep. And that, because the messaging is still there that this isn't about you, it's about them. Yeah. And that's not true. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, see, it's so in there. You it's must not be good enough mm-hmm. because you're not getting that orgasm that you should be getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're taught, let me add this, like they're taught, the, the, the men are taught that if they don't give her an orgasm, they're not good at it. Like they yes. are not. Yeah. And so, yeah, ego comes into play That's for men exactly in the bedroom the a lot. That's spot where my husband and I are just, like, yeah. caught If you're in not this. getting there quick enough, they start to feel... Well, look for statistics. Would that yeah. be helpful? Like, yes, yes. Like, the, t- the time, like, it's just, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. I think men need more education on well, that. Well, yeah. That is, that is exactly what I was saying with, like, that... Women don't know their sexuality as much as the man allows them to. It's like it doesn't work like a like like a masturbation for men. You masturbate the penis in one way. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is it. Right. 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 And so for women are not like that. No, right. we have different nerve endings, and it, it's it's a it's a larger territory to explore. And it's such a mental thing, though. It's like it's such a like, you could be doing the exact same thing that felt good yeah. one time, but because I'm, like, nervous about yeah the whatever. Well, yeah. like, because for example, m- multiple orgasms in one sexual experience, right? Mm-hmm. If, if I orgasm a certain way and then we try to go for a number two, you're not going to get me to orgasm the same no. way you did for that first you one. You can't do the yeah, same I mean, No, you have to do it differently. Yeah, 100% of the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be different. It's just a different little area because that area is a little spent. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so then my, my question was like, how do you um, like not kill the mood? Okay, uh, let oh, me yeah. go back to the oh, kill yeah. the mood. Yeah, let's yeah. define that. What yeah. the hell is the mood? I think I think it is just, again, definitions that... Like, it's supposed to look a specific way. Yes. Right. I think it's more like the image that I, maybe you both are carrying in your heads of what it's supposed to look like. Because it looks like a conversation. For me, at least yeah. it does. Disclaimer, it's not like the movies. No. You're not throwing each other up against the wall and just automatically knowing what to do with each other. Yeah. If yeah. you are doing it that way, you're probably doing it wrong. Like, or performatively. Yes. 
I, I will say though that sometimes you do get to know your partner so well yes and their 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 movements and their body language that you can get to a place where you could do nonverbal sexual experiences right. okay right yeah. but for the most part it's like oh what are you in the mood today for you know like well I using the mood but um what are you wanting <laughs> versus desire and yeah yeah, that's right. that's yeah right. but it's more like like it's more like what flavor are you wanting this today like are you wanting to slow are you wanting to fast like do you like it when i talk to you like are you feeling it today this way like yeah and and it depends on you like some women like to be dominated during sex and some women are like that's not my thing at all mm-hmm. but it's like it's a conversation and then you do get to know your partner enough yeah. that I mean, some days, like, I just explicitly will tell my partner, like, oh, today I like it a little slower. Like, I'm I'm not, my desire levels are really low, so I want you to build me up. Okay. It's a conversation. Like, I, right. I, there's no mood being killed when when there's that, that understanding that that's what okay. it looks like. part of the mood. So, okay, so I'm hearing you say that, like, if I'm in that space, like, if I'm, like, oh, no, I'm doing something, like, I've already, like, compromised that because I'm not having that conversation. Like, rather than saying, oh, I, I'm not in that place. Let's try this yeah. differently. My, my desire like is at a three okay. today. I, I, my willingness is really high. I really want to have a mm-hmm. sexual experience with you tonight. Like... Can well, we build me up? Yeah. Well, and not only that, but I think a lot of these conversations don't have to ha- happen in the moment. There there are conversations that need to happen in the moment because, mm-hmm, like yeah. you said, sometimes you're going to need to tell them to speed it up or slow it down or or let's change yeah. positions because this isn't working for me, you know. But, but you can also talk about it outside the bedroom when you're not in like the heat of the moment oh, yeah. as well can and be like give us are... like a small example of what like what that could be like are you literally this conversation i had with you just now uh-huh. having breakfast yeah hmm. okay whoa also i think the reason why it's because i think that there's like this message that's received that we should just automatically know mm. how to pleasure like, your like, partner yeah or just that like it's so natural you should just know like i always like uh. get the feeling that like i should just know mm. have you like have you experienced that messaging before or like where am i getting that from like why like it feels like i would kill the mood by asking because then it's like well i don't know and i'm supposed to know so mm-hmm. it's like this idea oh, of, yeah this, okay. the idea of mm-hmm. like that there's a certain way that it should be done mm-hmm. and also coupled with the idea that I should just know that way. Well, let's think about like the messaging that we receive. We get it from movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how is it portrayed in all of those? Is it ever portrayed that a woman actually speaks no. what she wants? No, she's always being saved. She's being saved or dominated or... Mm-hmm it's portrayed that she does know what she's doing, right? Or mm-hmm. that he knows what he's doing. When in reality, it's like, especially when it comes to women, our bodies are all so different and unique. And so what might feel good on one person won't feel good on another person. Right. But but I feel like the message men get sent is, you know, they're all the same. And so you can kind of do the mm-hmm. same thing for each person that they interact mm-hmm. with and it's not like that yeah. yeah it goes back to what i was saying is like do you have a voice and boundaries in your regular life that is just an extension of your regular life yeah 
your sexuality. It, that's what it looks like. It doesn't look like what you're watching on TV. And it's yeah. safety. I yeah. love yeah. that you said safety that. Is it is all about yeah. safety. Because I've had multiple partners. Slut. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking whore. Can you even believe that? Ew. 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 Annie Do likes you sex. Know what you know what? No, wait. I was actually thinking on saying that they were my my um, stable, steady long-term partners and i was like fuck no i'm not gonna say that don't need to because i don't explain. need to fucking say that no you don't even if they weren't but you're a whore but i'm a whore <laughs> so so anyways i've had multiple partners and i i can say that the safety is directly proportional to how free and comfortable i feel in their relationship 100 percent, and how easy i can express i like this i don't like this or or even like I'm at my wildest with, like, my safest partner. Like, I, oh, my gosh, it's so much more enjoyable. And I can be silly. And I can be funny. And I can be sexy if I want to. It's just everything. Yeah. It's just all the range. And it's about the safety. It is. It is 100%. And I think... I think it's important to have the conversation with your partner that it's okay to uh, give and accept feedback mm-hmm. without it uh, hurting your feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I know that that can be a big sore spot for men or even for women. Yeah. Like yeah. you uh-huh. feel like, oh God, like I'm not doing it wrong. It. Yeah, I did it wrong. Yeah. It, feel, it feels like rejection. Yeah. It's such a yes. vulnerable act. It is. It feels like rejection. Yeah. I was just thinking, Taryn, would you say that you need to because I, I, we keep talking about safety but I'm like it's also like how authentic you are with yourself oh mm-hmm. cause like you could be very safe with each other but if you're not very authentic with yourself you might be holding back a little bit oh my yes. god yes you know what I mean yes, yes. I just yes. thought about it yeah. yeah yeah that is very true I and I get the I this is not the first time I've heard most women tell me they feel like they have to perform and so because of that they're so focused on performing for their partner that they can't focus on actually Enjoying. getting anything out of the yeah. experience. Okay, and but the but linking that with the authenticity though yes. too where it's like am I creating a safe and authentic environment by faking it? Because yeah. like right. when somebody is faking mm-hmm. it, like okay, um, you can tell when oh, someone I, is not into. I feel like I can see through oh, yeah. anybody's bullshit uh-huh. and, and take you know uh-huh. taking sex off the table. Where like if you're like trying to tell me something, I'm like, she's full of shit. Like that that's not real. I feel like, I feel like as a human being, like we can oh, really yeah. catch on to that, right? And so it's like this is where I get myself caught up. It's like okay, why am I doing this? Because this is me doing this is the direct result of me not getting what I want. Mm. yeah 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 and so it's it, annoying it's annoying it's, how, it's also it, teaching it, how to continue to not it, per, it perpetuates it does yes. it yeah. won't get better yes the yeah. more you authentic know. you are the yes. more authentic is going to be your sexual experience yeah. yes okay <sighs> okay can we 
can we talk about Shane for um a <laughs> just a second? I sorry. <laughs> what? We just so see funny. you guys you, over you here. You're both like. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> It's just like a little hard. Uh, that's what she said. Stop. Uh, <laughs> you guys have to take a shot every time Shelby says that, just so you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, bitch, call yourself a cab home. You can't drive. <laughs> call yourself a cab. I, uh, yeah, this is just kind of blowing my mind because. Well, because it's not hopeless, right? Like, right. I'm like, oh, okay, which is exciting. It's like, oh, I can learn from this. Mm-hmm. It is hard to swallow, though. I'm having... That's what, That's she, what said. she said. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes! See? I- it's just that I don't love these answers. So I hear you, okay. I hear you say, um, it's not like the movies. I'm like, well, I like those scenes in the movies. They're mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. They jazz me up. Like, what do you mean? Like, I want to be pushed up against a wall. I want to, you know, like... Uh... You got to tell him, honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I will tell you that, that a lot of, like, sex addiction does look like that. But also a lot of, like, long... They've done studies about, like, sexual relationships and, like, what which ones are the most fulfilling. And it's, mm-hmm. like, the long-term secure relationships. Yes. Yeah. So that's what it would look like if you've been having a long-term secure relationship right. with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it does... It depends on what you like. Mm. It depends on what... You, like, if that's your authentic self and that's your partner's authentic self and you're together, it, that's my... That's, that might look like that for you. Okay. So it's not like, no, it will never. What I think, like, Terry was trying to say is don't expect it to not be, like, noisy. Like, there's, like, watery noises. And, you know, there's, like, the the random positions are going to create certain other noises. And, or then, you know, something is not going to feel good. Or then you're going to elbow each other in the face. And, you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. that's going to happen. There's yeah. going to be, like, funny things. Ha ha. But that's not necessarily shown. It, it just seems so perfect. So yes. linear. So pristine Ooh, it's not so linear. it's not linear yeah. i like that you know okay. it because a lot of the times like you you're you're close to orgasm and then it dips yeah and mm-hmm. then you're just like the other partner enjoys and then again you're close to orgasm and it dips and then it's just like it it's not it's not a it's not linear that's the best yeah. word i can yeah. yeah i love that okay well that kind of blows my mind yeah <laughs> Because you think you're working towards a climax. So if you are getting close to that and it kind of dips a little bit, you're like, oh my gosh. We think sex is for the climax. No. It's not about the orgasm. No. Okay. It's, I mean, it could. It's something that you can discuss with your partner. Like if that's both of your goal, you know. Okay, because here's, because listen to this. I feel like I, let me tell you what, if we started to do that and neither one of us did, that would feel like such a failure okay so it feels like huh interesting it feels like oh no at least one of yeah the best way that i can describe it for myself is it's not about the destination it's about the journey, the journey. because yeah. i feel the most connected with my partner when mm-hmm. we're exploring each yeah. other and it's like yes of course at the end of it if we have both been able to orgasm there's all of the dopamine and you know like all all of that that's going on in my brain because I was able to experience that and that does bring us closer together but at the same time 
I treasure the experience more yeah. than I treasure oh, the yeah. end. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's times that you have an orgasm and the whole thing was like ah, not that too good. Fast, not that yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like it's just amazing, and you're like, I'm not even in the desire of having it. Like I don't know. Um, you're in the shower and it's like it's kind of harder to reach orgasm but you're like well let's just do this yeah it's so fun but you don't get an orgasm it's still very pleasurable and very connecting Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i'm still all for it Mm -hmm. you know even if like and and when we're done with the shower you know at least my partner like a good gentleman he wants to finish what he started let me say this we have a we have a agreement in our marriage and it is the equal opportunity no equal orgasm opportunity agreement in our relationship where it's like i don't care how each of us finishes but we're both going to give that to each other if that's what we want yeah yes and sometimes sometimes i don't sometimes i'm good i'm fulfilled enough i don't actually need to get there but but if i want to He's aware yeah. that that that's that that's an option for yeah. me, and even I love if that. yes, and even if he's not has. defined by his orgasm, no, it's no. not. It shouldn't be anyway. No. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. When I do orgasm, I feel immense amounts of shame. Like mm. I feel like I my body can respond and I can get there, but like the second it's over, I feel like I feel very embarrassed for what brought me to orgasm mm. do you guys feel that way about I'm, I might I'm sure I'm not the only one I might be the only one at the table but like Good girl syndrome is, yeah, yeah yeah like I, I feel like say, I feel really EMDR for that my friend really yeah. that there's no yeah. no talking yourself out of that Mm-mm. yeah that's okay. in your body my friend yes yeah yeah because like I can I can feel good I can totally enjoy it yeah and then afterwards I'm like I yeah I feel I feel so much embarrassment about yeah, yeah. What makes you perform good. like a slot well let's let's talk yeah. about yeah. your first sexual experience what did you do after that you had to go confess to a man oh, yeah. mm-hmm. who then yeah. made you feel dirty mm-hmm. and then go and confess to no, more no, no, men no, 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 no. and the men made her explain details about that sexual experience yes. yeah. like a pornography yeah. movie yes yeah yeah and then you had to feel bad about that because that's yeah. close to murder. And you were punished. Yeah. And you were punished. Not your partner. Mm-hmm. You were punished. You, because you're a woman and you should know better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you, that... You tempted him. That's very traumatizing. Yeah. 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 So I... I mean, I'm no yeah. expert about trauma or anything. <laughs> <laughs> she can smell it a mile away. Here's a, th- here's a sad fact oh, about sad. sex. A lot of women have sexual trauma yes. in yes. their experience, so yes. that's not unique to me. And no. so maybe if a if somebody is listening to this and they feel like, oh, I have a lot of shame too, like, hey, it's okay. Like, go talk to somebody. Like, get some help around. That. Yeah, yeah, I, I, please. Because I mean, what a gift to give yourself to be able to enjoy something that is just so innately yours to enjoy, like hunger. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine not enjoying food? That's. I don't know who needs to hear this, but sex is great. Yeah. Yeah. We all deserve to enjoy. Yeah. Sex. Okay. What well, are there other things that you guys feel like you have experienced or participated about in the past that like have brought shame um, that maybe you enjoy now? Like, are the 
because I feel like as somebody like in a relationship there are things that like okay it's okay to enjoy it this way but if you have to use toys or if you have to do things like like, are there like can you help like talk through like once you're in your relationship anything you both agree on I don't know you Taryn but like for me I think like just my affiliation to that religious institution is the only shame that I've ever had in my sexuality Same. Mm-hmm. like uh, it was just the messaging like that I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that or just my function as a woman in general um yeah because yeah, like I think it's I mean every time that you've brought up something it's one of those messages you yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah it's like well you're enjoying too much <laughs> you should be the nurturer like yeah. why are you like enjoying you know yeah. and yeah I don't know no I agree I mean, especially in because we were both a part of the same religion and a lot of times you would have marital issues and you would go in and talk to your bishop who's not a qualified therapist. And one of the questions they ask you is, how often are you guys having sex? You know, and if the wife is having an issue with her husband's infidelity of any sort, (laughs) she's counseled to give him more sex. Like that's that's the answer. That's super unsafe. Yeah. So we're sorry. What was the question again? I kind of like got off on a tangent. That's okay. The question is like, how do you how do you overcome shame of things that you want to do in your relationship? Like, is it okay to say like, hey, if it's okay with both of us, then it's okay. Exactly. And I think that's. All it should be. Nobody else on the outside should have an opinion on yes. what two consenting adults want to do with to each other. To piggyback right on what you yeah. were saying, it's not the role of your ecclesiastical leader. It's not the role of your husband to decide that. It's not the role of your partner. It's not a, like if your girlfriend loves it, like violent and and dominating. That's not. That doesn't have to be for you. Yeah. And that like, doesn't make her wrong Well, it, I, I equated, this is what I told our kids. Uh, so we have five kids total. We were talking about how, like, with preferences, with boundaries and whatnot, it's like lactose intolerance, right? Maybe I am lactose intolerant. I can drink milk, but Taryn can. It doesn't make me right or her wrong. It just, this is how I metabolize something. Yeah. It's all about metabolism and nervous system. So... What do I enjoy? Like, what can my body deal with? Yeah. Because milk might be fine for me and not for you. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have to have a partner that has, likes milk, that isn't lactose Well, honey, this is why, in my personal opinion, and not, it is not a reflection of my professional environment, um... I don't think waiting for marriage is a good idea because you do need to know that your partner has the same likes or, or is willing to meet you at the same place because there is there is someone might really like milk and the other person is just like, I don't do that. Like, that's just not for me. Well, and what's the thing that sets apart marriage from any other relationship? Sex. Sex. Yeah. So that's important to have yeah. before committing yourself to somebody for the rest of your life, yeah. in my opinion. You build that relationship. Yeah. And I like, I've heard it described as like your sexual palate. We all. Oh, I love that. Yes. We all develop our own sexual palates, which means we all have different likes, dislikes, different things that mm. get us going that are different from others. And so I think it's important to have those conversations with your partner about what your sexual palate looks like. 
Also, if you're not to that point, I think it's super important to understand what your sexual palate Mm. is. Yeah. Like exploring that and understanding that better for yourself, because especially as women, I don't feel like we're given many opportunities Mm -hmm. to really discover what we like Mm -hmm. and what our sexual palate Mm -hmm. is. You know, like Annie was saying, a lot of times our partners are telling us what we like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would even be so bold to say that this is, you know, out of the bedroom. It's like we're we're told as young girls that we like dresses and play you yeah know, like yeah like it's just like it's very I feel like as a girl um I've wanted my whole life for someone else to just tell me the things that I like mm. so just just tell me what I like yeah because that would just be so much easier because yeah <clears throat> and I don't know that but it just seems so much more than just sex it's like oh I yeah think it's it's not an just, extension of our boundaries yeah yep. yeah we're yeah. not we're not allowed to be boundaried. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I think when it comes to to go along with like the palette with Carissa's question, like if you want to involve things like toys or even as far as like other people, whatever it yeah. is, like yeah. yes, as long as that's discussed yeah. with your partner, nothing yeah. there should be no shame. Yeah. Around that. Yeah. As long as, like I said, as long as you work with your consenting. And work with your authenticity because yes. otherwise uh, you will be using sexuality as, again, an extension of your issues. Yeah. And you're, and yeah. And back to like the, the whole need to perform because I definitely felt that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing things sexually that I was not at all comfortable mm-hmm. with because I felt like it was my, uh, yeah, because I felt like it was my job to yeah. provide that for him yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, but, I, but that was my bad because I, like you were saying, I wasn't authentic. I wasn't yeah. telling him like, no, that's not for me. I suffered through it because I thought he would like it instead of having a healthy conversation with him of like, Mm. I'm willing to try this and then I will let you know if it's something I want to do again in the future or no, I'm not willing to try this. You know what? Um, That just reminded me. um, It might be like I I was thinking of like um, the representation in the table and I think like I need to be a little bit more loud in the voice that maybe I need to represent the women that have a very high sex drive. Hey yo. Exactly. Um, Because we're told all all the time men have a higher sex Mm -hmm. drive. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I never really had shame about that because again with the place I grew up, the family I grew up in, I was I was removed enough from our religious side of the family um but yeah like just the um what am i trying to say um oh my god can i say something the, the, please go because I, I, I had something when you were talking that's when I, when you brought that up i just like put this together what if the women who have i'd be so curious to know what if the women who have high sex drives are the ones that are comfortable with their sexuality Huh. What if that is the difference? Huh. Yeah. Because I'm noticing in my experience with who I've talked to, the women that have what high sex What is it, the chicken drives, or the egg, though? True. Yeah, because... Are you comfortable um, in your sexuality and that's why you start having a high sex drive? 
it's or, because or is it because you have a high like, sex drive? Yeah, and what, so is, you're what comfortable is it for? Is the chicken your... or the egg? Oh, God. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. What if it is because I have no shame that I'm just like, oh, yeah, bring it on. Sex all the time. But yeah. I think that I have shame because I want sex all the time. Oh. Okay. Okay, so you do have sex drive. Oh, I do have a sex drive. See, that's for what I'm sure. saying. But, uh. but I'm in very, I, like, I, Got uh, that's you have Gross. you have bad messaging around oh, the like fact that I you want, want sex. I want sex more than my partner does, and then that that is so common. Can yeah. we say that? Yes. There, are men out there, women out there, there, that is very normal. Mm-hmm. That women have higher sex drives than men. Mm-hmm. In couples, and it's just so shameful for men because of the fucking patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And shameful it, yeah. for women too because of like good girl. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because Problems. then I'm yeah yeah oh, yeah. It's like I'm this, so like, gross. Oh, why do I want it so much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it just makes me wonder, like, if women could not feel shame around their desire to have sex. Would there be more women out there saying that they have high sex drives? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so, too, because men are not necessarily messaging, being messaged that they're, like, um, to be ashamed of their sexuality, and therefore they have high sex drive. Yeah, I'd never bought that. I've yeah. never bought the Yeah, because I always heard that messaging, and I'm behind, like, I was like, mm. And I will say, though, that I was married for six years to a sex addict, and my sex drive was zero. Mm-hmm. I had never a desire to have sex. It was mostly with willingness, and sometimes because I would miss it. But it was... It, it had to do with the safety and the authenticity of that relationship. Mm. And yeah. and I had lots of sex with him because I was told that he was a sex addict. So especially with him, I need to do, you know. And I knew that I had a sex, had high sex drive. So I just kind of forced myself into, you know, See at it? least every other day. Yeah. And if women didn't feel shame about wanting sex... And if they felt safe with the partner that they were intimate with, would we see a difference? Would we see a shift mm-hmm. in this Well, you'd messaging? have to, right? Because you would have more empowered women. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And with a voice. With a voice. Mm-hmm. With boundaries. Mm-hmm. With, exactly. Yeah. It just all seems to get yeah. muddied. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Wow. Mind blown. My closing remark would be like, teach your kids boundaries and to have a voice like it doesn't even have to be about sex again it's the same thing yeah have your voice be yourself be authentic have your boundaries get to know yourself in every way right teach your children to have a voice and get to know themselves in every way yeah because that'll naturally show up in their sex life when the time comes yeah oh shit i just feel like i have so much work to do yeah that's what it feels like in some yeah. ways, where it's like just so much deconstructing stories or the environment in which I was raised. I mean, sex is vulnerable, right? Like Ooh. sex is one of the most vulnerable things Ooh. that we can do. So yeah. it makes sense that any insecurities or things that we feel outside of the bedroom will show up and potentially even be magnified. Yeah. During our sexual, when you said vulnerable, it made me think of like what she said. 
that it doesn't always go the same way and you don't find pleasure the same way every time is vulnerable and creative. Mm. Yes. It's a, it's a work of art every time. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so here, I am learning so much in this. Okay, yes. so here's the deal. We got to talk about this more. Like, those who are listening, talk to your friends about this. Um, talk to us about this. Talk amongst each other because I think when we start tearing down some of these things of like what we think it should look like because I think it should be, I should know how to do it. It mm-hmm. should look like this. I mm-hmm. should respond like that. Like, but when we can break those things down, like we're going to find, like it's actually, it's not as scary because I think like, oh, I got to like get good at like having sex when really like, oh, I just need to learn and understand and know myself better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it all seems, I keep on hearing that it seems to be your relationship that you have with yourself. And you keep on coming to authenticity. Yeah. So if I can be authentic with myself, which is a piece that maybe I think that I'm missing, that's what seems to be missing. Is that like ability? uh, So when Taryn was saying, I would suffer through rather than having a healthy conversation, I'm like, oh, in some aspects I'm doing that. Mm. And, uh, like it's it's I'm victimizing mm. myself. Mm. I'm finding evidence as to why it sucks or why it feels unfair or you know. But the healthy thing to do is to just say, "This is what I'm feeling. Like this is this is just what I'm feeling. Can we work around it? I feel yes. I feel nervous about what I look like, and then that gives my partner the chance to say, "Can I help you feel more comfortable?" Or, like, mm. what can I do for you? Or something like that. So you're advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. You just have to advocate for yourself. You have to speak. You have to use your words. Have a voice. You have to yeah. have your voice. Yeah. Because if you don't, who will? Right. Yeah. Because I'm just like, why? Sorry, maybe I just have so many questions, but I'm just like, why is it the most vulnerable thing that you can do? Why is sex the most vulnerable thing that you can do? Ooh, yeah. I mean... Because you're naked? I think you're naked in, like, every sense of that word. Mm-hmm. Like, not even just physically. You're laying out. You're sharing. I mean, sex is intimate. Like, there's a reason that that word is used. And so... Your highest pleasure? Yeah. Yeah. Someone. Yeah. When you connect with another being and also even orgasm in that experience there's connections made that aren't really made anywhere else in your life Mm. so and and I think like laying that all out there and sharing that with somebody else well one of the hormones that gets released with um with an orgasm is the hormone of connection oxytocin this is why pornography is um addictive is Mm -hmm. because you release that and then you realize that you're alone. So it intensifies your shame that I'm alone, I'm a piece of shit or whatever you have in there. And then you just go seek for it again because it tricks your mind into thinking that that's... Anyway, but then you have that orgasm. There's nobody around. (laughs) You're alone again. Anyway. Um, But yeah, with sex, you release that hormone of connection. And so it's like, yeah, that's why it's so vulnerable because it's the highest pleasure and you have like that connection that nakedness that yeah there's only one other experience that is like that and it's birth there are two different 
physical experiences that you can that that release that oxytocin effect to that length and it's sex which you know creates the child and then it's the birth of that child like what an extension of love Mm -hmm. and women get to experience that both both ways oxytocin is released when your baby is born and that's what gives you that connection to that child and so when you have sex with your partner those same hormones are released and you have that connection to your partner too it's really what builds love and again separates that relationship from any other relationship you have it's pretty amazing We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, what's wrong with me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. This is so good. Okay, okay. We can't.